Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Yes, it's Shira, but Ryan is not here. Shar Giselle is filling in for him this week. Yes, I'm so excited to be here always. I know. It is so much fun. We have a good time together. We do. As we say, the woo-woo-woo is in the house. The woo-woo-woo types of shows. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm super excited because tomorrow... I'm heading to Montreal, my hometown. I haven't been there since before COVID. I haven't seen my dad since before COVID. Really? Yeah. I my didn't mom, realize it had been that Yeah, that my long. mom came in town a few months ago. My dad hasn't. I don't know why. No, I mean, like, he hasn't traveled really that much. But so I'm going to be seeing my entire family. I haven't seen them wow. since the holidays that time before the pandemic. Wow. Yeah. And for me, it's been fragmented. Like, mm-hmm. pre-pandemic, I, well, I just saw my mom and my dad in April, and then I just got back from New York seeing my sisters. Beautiful. I'd only seen yeah. one of my sisters, because um, she came to L.A. in June. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's all over the place. Now, I have to ask you, because you're traveling for Thanksgiving, but I know that Canada's Thanksgiving is a different It's in date. October. It's right. more about so, the harvest, not about right. colonization, so you, as we've When discussed. you go there, will you be having, like, traditional American food when you're on break? Uh, no, like my mom asked if I wanted to do a traditional Thanksgiving. Like, am I going to miss it? I was like, I don't care. I'm just go- going to see you all. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be in the best food city in in Canada or in North America. Like Montreal's an amazing foodie city. Really? And so yeah. See, I got to get there. I want to try some of that poutine. Okay. Yes. I don't know about gravy and cheese curds, but you I could do one it- of them. Like, okay. I, I, there is a place that you go to late at night and you drink a ton and then you go there and you, they have like every type of poutine imaginable. But isn't it authentic to have both? Isn't that like the classic Canadian way to have both the gravy and yeah. the cheese curds? Yeah. See, I want to try it the way you all that eat it. That is it. Yeah, it's called but poutine. But also, like this weekend on Friday, I traditionally put up my tree um, on Friday. I'm not uh, I'm not in the Lambly. I love Mariah Carey, but you know, Mariah Carey stands put their tree up the night of Halloween. That's like, wild. November 1st. Yeah. I have to ask you because I know that you're Jewish. I was raised Christian. Uh-huh. Do you put up a tree? Like, do you participate in, well, in any of the Christmas festivities? The Jews say like the Hanukkah bush, but I I grew up with a part of my family uh, does celebrate Christmas. Okay, my aunt married someone that's not Jewish, so we always celebrated Chris Hanukkah. So oh. I didn't at my home put up Christmas decorations, but then as I got older and I dated non-Jews, we would do it. Yeah. And so I did it with my um, partner last year, and it was really fun. I love it. I think I love it I love sometimes some more than, than my partners who are, you know, who celebrate it. And as someone who was raised Christian, I enjoy some of the Jewish traditions. I love spinning the dreidel. I don't really know what I'm doing, but I also enjoy a potato laki. Remember, I was telling you about Rachel Colton. Yes, potato latkes. <laughs> oh, it's called laka. Latkes and chala. Or you know, if you watch Tick Tick Boom, uh, there's a song that's like chale, hal. Hal. And it's like holla. But I anyway. watch Big Mouth, and and they do a lot of the same. You know, Big Mouth has yes. The 
So whatever you're celebrating, happy holidays. Be safe. Yes. Uh, lots coming up on the show. Grammy nominations are here, and one of our favorite queer artists swept the noms. I know, that's right. That's in the T-Report in a moment. Plus, we're going to help you with mental health over the holidays. We all need some of that. So listen up. Stick around for that at 325 p.m. Pacific, 625 p.m. Eastern. First, let's get into some what's trending this hour, though. Two transgender Netflix employees have dropped a complaint they filed with the National Labor Relations Board regarding how the company treated them in the midst of the controversy over Dave Chappelle's comedy special, The Closer. Chappelle made anti-trans comments during the show. And along with the dropping of the complaint, one of those employees, Tara Field, also announced her resignation from the company. The other employee, B. Pagels Minor, had already been terminated by Netflix. So again, we kind of discussed this yesterday. Yeah, we kind of touched on this. I still believe that they settled. Yeah. I, who drops a complaint after a meeting? There and all was that something stuff? that happened. And I would really love to hear that. that. I would love to get. I don't know if B. Pagel's minor assigned any confidentiality. I would love to get them on to talk about what they've heard. Get some yeah. tea. But maybe you know, that's it's Netflix. Can't speak up about a company. Though I, I would really hope that someone else offered them a job. I would hope so. You know, because yeah. trans people, and these pe- two people are trans, correct? Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to employment, <laughs> a lot of us are are below the employment line, below the poverty line. So I hope that they don't have difficulty, you know, monkey barring into the next position. Yeah, me too. I, I work for, as you know, uh, a platform that is LGBTQ Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I, I told them, you know, it would be such a smart move. And not, not even for performative, but like, hire those people or like reach out to them and see if you could help yeah right yeah (laughs) i don't run that company but we'll see what they do (laughs) yeah we could because i was about to say this conversation you know i can talk about this all all show anyway we can move on some insider stuff there you heard okay now the jury has begun deliberations in the trial of three men accused of killing ahmed arbery after the prosecution delivered its closing rebuttal this morning gregory mcmichael travis mcmichael and william roddy brine jr are charged with malice and felony murder in arbery's death which as we know sparked national outrage after a video of his shooting was made public the 25 year old black man was jogging in brunswick georgia when he was fatally shot in 2020 the jury in the trial consists of one black member 11 white members wow (laughs) i guess that's reflective of the town the town but i'm really really nervous you know there's been a lot of headlines uh, with given rittenhouse and just a whole bunch of other high profile cases that are coming out so i have my fingers crossed about this but when i think about ahmaud arbery i think about how he was really the tipping point like he was killed in february but we didn't know about it until the spring yeah and literally i think about that trilogy it was his death we saw the video then we saw amanda cooper lying on sam cooper no relation in central park remember that about the dog yeah and then literally like a week later was george floyd so people just were it was a lot going on during that time so i just hope that ahmaud arbery's family uh gets justice because we've seen too many instances where that does not happen definitely and actually here's his father marcus arbery saying what he saw in the courtroom today what i seen in that courtroom this morning just really was devastating but i'm just thanking god that god showed us everything showed us all the evidence to commit these men and so I know God, like one of the saying, bro, this person is now. So I know we're going to get them. Amen. Get the burden. 
And uh, moving on to other breaking news today, the attorney for the Laundry family, Stephen Bertolino, said that Brian Laundry uh, died officially of a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head, and the manner Ooh. of the death was suicide. Yeah, Laundry's remains were found in October in a Florida park. He was the only person of interest in the death of his fiancée, Gabby Petito, who died by homicide, according to a coroner. And... Yeah, that's basically it there. I mean, I guess it's nice to have it confirmed. We already knew, though. We already knew when they found his remains what it was. But I guess it's nice to have it confirmed. What a coward. It's a really horrible story. Uh, That was What's Trending This Hour. What's happening in entertainment news, Char? So, at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Uh the Grammys released their nominations, which is a little late for this year. I'm, like, confused. Like, the worst week to do a Thanksgiving week? Normally, from, from what I can recall, and correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, but... I always feel like the Grammy noms dropped like October 1st. It was very like September 30th is like the the deadline to have your album considered. And then it was sometime in October we saw the, the nominations. But, you know, Lil Nas X, a.k.a. Montero, really, 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 really swept in a really big way. He's nominated for three of the quote-unquote big four categories. He's been nominated for Record of the Year, Album of the Year, and Song of the Year. And he was nominated for the fourth category of Best New Artist, uh, but that was at the 2020 Grammy Awards. So congratulations to him. What I also noticed with these nominations, Shira, is that it seems jam-packed this year. <laughs> okay. Like, there are like 20 people nominated in one category. I don't know why wow. they did it that way. Like, for example, Song huh. of the Year has Ed Sheeran, Alicia Keys and Brandi Carlile, Olivia Rodrigo, Her, Billie Eilish, Doja Cat featuring SZA, Silk Sonic, Lil Nas X, Justin Bieber, and Brandi Carlile as a solo act. A little bit of everything. It's a little bit of everything, yeah. but do you see what I'm saying, how jam-packed it is? Yeah, I see that. I wonder if they did that on purpose. Like, I, they got a lot of heat oh, yes. the past few years because of their Rightfully nominations, so. who they've included. But now they're going to the other extreme where now everyone's getting and included. Also, but. And also, what I've noticed uh, is that the Grammys are airing on a weekday this year. Normally, they air on a Sunday, but, uh, well, I should say next year, excuse me. The 2022 Grammy Awards take place in L.A., and they'll air Monday January 31st, live from Crypto.com Arena. Hey! You know what? That's smart because I feel like the weekends... You know, that might be a good thing. Like, the uh, award show ratings are going down so much. Maybe do it on the weekday. Like, people need something to watch. Yeah, maybe so. Weekends, you think so, but people are Are watching Netflix and all that. I'll check it out. I think when I see the list of performers, I'll be like, okay. Yeah, You know Exactly. But that's the T-Report. Okay, well, next up, as the Senate continues to be divided, why now is the perfect time to pass the Equality Act? We're getting into it next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. So what's happened to the Equality Act? I mean, President Biden boasted about pushing for LGBT plus protections on the campaign trail, but... Where are we now? Exactly? You know what, Shira? He boasted about a lot on the campaign trail. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely in a better place than the predecessor. Oh, for sure. But I'm not taking away from that. But still, Biden could be doing lots yeah. more. Well, joining us to talk more about this is Rodrigo Heng Leitinen, an executive director of the National Center for Transgender Equality. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Thrilled to be here. Yes. So the Equality Act passed in the House in March. What has happened since? Well, since then, we have been working to support uh, and pressure on the Senate 
The next step is that the Senate needs to vote on the bill. But, you know, the Senate's been caught up in the infrastructure package, Build Back Better, all these other priorities that are important. But we're confident that they're going to finally land the plane on those things by the end of the year. So we're looking at early next year to get a vote in the Senate on the Equality Act. Ooh, I'm just I'm I'm so tired. I really am. Now we know that various versions of the Equality Act have passed both in the House and the Senate on a bipartisan basis, but never in the same Congress. What do you think the holdup is? Like despite polling showing, you know, that Americans across the board, whether you're on the right or the left, want this to pass, what's the holdup? What's like the main opposition to the Equality Act? I think the biggest holdup has been all of these competing priorities and sometimes people, frankly, thinking that we already have these protections. You know, like you said, it is a bi, there's bipartisan agreement that the United States of America should have non-discrimination protection, yeah. whether you're gay, you're transgender, what have you. But what also when you ask people they think we already have them. They think that this has already been handled. And that sometimes even goes for, for the senators as well. It, it, it makes them not feel the urgency. So what we really need to do, all of us as, um, as just everyday people, is put that pressure on our senators to call our senators, even if you live in a blue state mm-hmm. where you think your senator is already supportive, they still need to hear from you to know that it's important and that you still expect them to take action because there is a difference between being um, on the right side and actually putting some muscle behind it, if you get what I mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, we oh, yeah. do. Tell us why you thought it was important to put this call to action in the hill.com in this editorial you wrote. Well, we really wanted the full Senate to see that we're serious about this that this is something that needs to happen already. The Hill is read by so many people here in D.C. It's very much an inside the beltway thing. And we wanted them to get the message that we are committed. And we also wanted to get them to understand that we, are, that we know there's going to need to be a lot of back and forth. And we know that, but we need them to engage in it. We need them to come to the table. Um, and especially those who aren't already supportive of the Equality Act, we need them to tell us what are they worried about so that we can dispel those myths and dispel that misinformation and really get I'm concerned as to what this will look like, right? So I think passing the Equality Act was a phenomenal thing. That would be phenomenal once everyone's on the same page and it goes through. But how will we ensure that the, the, the protections are actually in place? For example, if a trans person is fired for being trans, how, how can one go about even proving that? And I know that these cases are nuanced and these instances are nuanced, but how do we hold people's feet to the fire in the event that the Equality Act gets passed and everyone's on the same page? That's such a good point. Well, we're going to need to do a massive Know Your Rights effort. Once we pass the Equality Act, we're going to need to really educate our own community on what that means. Because a lot of people don't even know what protections they have. You know, half the country does already have these protections on the state level, which is fantastic. Um, you know, half the country already has some version of the Equality Act in the place where they live. 
But if you don't know your rights, you can't take advantage of that as much. Mm -hmm. So we really need to educate our own community to make sure people know that if they are discriminated against like this, they can file a complaint. They know where to go. They know what to say so that their case is taken seriously. Definitely. Can you tell us more about the National Center for Transgender Equality and what you're all doing? Absolutely. Well, we really work to make it easier and safer to be transgender in the U.S. We change policy. So all of these nitty gritty government laws, everything from the really high profile stuff like the Equality Act down to the rules at your DMV for getting your driver's license. We work on all of that to lift the barriers that hold trans people back. And people can find out more at transequality.org. We've got a ton of information on there. So especially if you are trans yourself and you're wondering, hey, do I have rights in my state? You can go to transequality.org and and find out what rights you have. Amazing. Well, thank you again for your work and for being here today. Like, we'll continue pushing, right? That's all we can do. Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you all so much for everything you do. Thank you. That was Rodrigo Hang-Leitinen, Executive Director of the National Center for Transgender Equality. Have a great holiday. Well, next up, speaking of which, how to navigate Thanksgiving travel this year as flights continue to cancel. And of course, we are in a pandemic still. That's next. Mm -hmm. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Well, people are back traveling this year. I mean, the numbers are crazy. According to AAA, the rebound travel, it will have 53.4 million Americans traveling this holiday. A 13% increase from last year. Well, yeah. Last year, I, like I told you yesterday, I didn't go anywhere. And this year, I'm not going anywhere. And I, for this very topic that we're about to dive into, holiday travel is about to be so chaotic. I'm, my teeth are grinding at the thought of it right yeah, now. I had a friend that was supposed to fly out today. It got canceled. A lot happening. So what can you expect? How can you prepare yourself? Well, Natalie Compton joins us right now, who's a travel reporter at The Washington Post. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Well, let's talk about where we're at. What's the status right now? I mean, 
more travelers than ever, but I hear the airlines are kind of messing up. Sure. Well, right now we're expecting to have way more people traveling for the holiday season this year than last year. Obviously, 2020 was a very different story, but we're still not expected to get the same amount as we did in 2019. So we know that it's going to be very, very busy, but not the busiest ever. That being said, you're right. Airlines are struggling as they've had very, they've had a lot of issues, just like the rest of the country with staffing challenges. So that's been an issue. Weather, of course, adds another wrench into the situation that could make things not go so great. But my number one piece of advice for travelers this holiday season is to not check a bag, because if you do get that flight canceled, if you do have a flight delayed, it's harder to change your plans really quickly. You want to stick with the carry-on, so in case everything goes wrong, you don't have to stand around the air. Bad have your bag on a flight somewhere else that you can't get on. Uh, oh. I just, I'm someone who has to check a bag. I got so many liquids, lotions, <laughs> a potions, lot of different things, serums. Now, Natalie, I am someone, I went to New York last week, and it's not even considered mm-hmm. the holiday, but when I tell you my flight experience with a, I don't even, should I say the name of the flight? With American mm-hmm. Airlines was so terrible, you would have thought that I had a standby ticket instead of a reserved ticket. Yeah. It was crazy the delays now see shira and i differ because shira is a last minute airport girl i'm someone who does not enjoy chaos i will show up to the airport two hours in advance and sit in a mm-hmm. terminal and read my book until my ticket to my boarding group is called what are your tips we know that tsa has lost so many staffers like across mm-hmm. the nation what are your tips for, I guess, arriving to the airport in a timely fashion so that you're not caught up in that line, especially now that they're so short-staffed? I am with you and love to get to the airport early. I hate that feeling the whole morning or the whole day where you're like, oh, my God, when do I leave? Uh, Am I going to be late? I would just rather be at the airport early and not have to deal with that. But plenty of people love to get that just-in-time experience. Right now, every travel expert that you're going to talk to, whether it's a flight attendant or someone from an airline or TSA, is saying get to the airport early this week. Maybe you don't need that much time. Maybe you do. But either way, they're recommending about two hours ahead of your flight. If you're flying international, that's three hours. Wait, what? Um, something that- what? I'm yeah. traveling to Canada tomorrow. <laughs> three hours? My flight's at eight. You're telling me, do Ooh. the terminals even open? Like, I, Or they- the check-ins, do they open at 5 a.m.? They are open. You get a good book. You get that bag of cheeses or whatever you snack, you snack on and you sit in that, <laughs> so that terminal. Means I have to leave at 4.30 in the morning. That's crazy. I've seen some pretty heinous lines very early in the morning. But if you're flying out of a place that doesn't have a lot of early morning flights, you might not have that same rush as some airports, depending on where you're going. Uh, I would say that something that travelers can do to get a little bit of line cutting going on, if you haven't already applied for TSA PreCheck, you're too late for that. But what you can do is get clear that's something that is available at most major that. airports and what you, yeah. How has that been working for you? Yeah, Clear was great, except for LaGuardia doesn't have it. So when I was flying mm-hmm. back, when I was flying back to LA, they were like, oh no, I mean, but the line's moving pretty quickly. You're but like, yeah, I've, I've used it before. I, I just got it back in August, actually, and it's great. Sure. And what people can do for upcoming travel, maybe not for this holiday season, but if you have Clear and PreCheck, not only do you get to cut all of those other lines, once you get to the front of the line, you don't have to take your shoes off. You don't have to take your laptop out. So you can get that combo and, and save yourself some time and hassle. But if you have not applied for TSA PreCheck, too late for that. Um, I would say that right now, what you're going to get at different airports is 
totally different. TSA has been ramping up their staffing. As you said, they had challenges early in the year, just like everybody else. But every holiday season, they bulk up on seasonal employees. They're also saying that they've gotten about 93% of their staff vaccinated. So they're feeling pretty strong about what's happening. As far as airlines are going, they are also dealing with staffing shortages. So airlines like American Others are offering financial incentives for flight attendants, grounds crew to show up and stay working through the holidays because obviously it's a bad look for them when they cancel your flight or make your flight a hellish experience. So hopefully airlines have had some experience with the chaos. That being said, you can't prevent things like weather from ruining a lot of things. So of course, most people probably already have their flights booked right now, but what Experts do recommend is trying to book a flight early in the morning. Like you said, going to Canada at 8 a.m., great idea, because if something happens to your schedule, you have more flights the rest of the day to try to change things, get on a flight, and still make it to your destination. Whereas if you have something late at night or in the afternoon, flights might be full. You might not be able to get in another one. So try to travel early if you can. Can I, and we're we're wrapping up, but can I just give one more tip? And I feel like you would agree with this. I've learned the hard Mm -hmm. way. Don't book, even though you might have already booked through one of those travel sites. Book directly because every Mm -hmm. time there's a delay or a cancellation, all that, getting, organizing again through an Expedia or this or that, it's so difficult and you end up losing your money. That's totally. I hate that we didn't get a chance to talk about the roads with like the inflation on the gas prices and what that travels because we're out of time now, Natalie. Sorry. Well, I hope people can travel safely nonetheless and don't let those gas prices get to them. But um, stay safe out there. Exactly. That was Nellie Compton, travel reporter at The Washington Post. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. (laughs) Next up, there's a Christmas tree shortage upon us and it's getting worse. More details after this. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Well, we keep getting news about just our world falling apart. Uh, This one involves Christmas trees. There is a Christmas tree shortage. It's affecting not just real, but artificial trees, too, ahead of the holiday season. Everything's being affected. A lot of people are having to reroute their Thanksgiving turkey because turkeys are like $64 a pound. That's crazy. That's I an always exaggeration, say, but they're really expensive this year. Yeah, I always say if if the universe is saying this is more difficult than ever before or not even in existence, take, kind of a sign. Take note. Kind of a sign that maybe we should shift our path. No, but this is really alarming. I found that due to both labor shortages and yeah. climate change... There is a shortage. And I was looking on Good Morning America this morning, and a lot of the needles, the pine needles, are brown. So people aren't buying those anyway. And you have more of a likelihood to spark a fire if you throw all your lights on and it's already dry and crispy brown leaves. Oh, that's true. You know? Well, yeah. And and it's hard because there's not a lot of sustainable Christmas tree options. And, And when you think about it, one, Christmas trees take a long time to grow. And because our climate is changing, they can't figure out a way to grow them it's not as consistent right so there's less of them available right now that's why the real christmas trees is not as many are available and then but even with the artificial ones artificial they're saying ones, at this point they're not available either if you buy one it's going to be for next year yeah, it's supply shortages <laughs> right there's a lot of supply shortages happening and for different products that everyone wants to buy at once yeah you could see how there's an issue so there's this site called eco and beyond.co mm-hmm. i'm looking at their sustainable christmas tree options and it's kind of like it's a bit depressing uh but yeah they're like grow your own christmas tree no, this might you. take a bit of time 
I must say. <laughs> There's a wood version. If you think, just buy a piece of wood that looks like a Christmas no. tree. No. <laughs> I'd rather have no tree at all than have some sorry ass substitute hanging up there. Like, or no. Or a mini one, like a mini. You know, they have like mini trees. Yeah, producer Vanessa has one. I don't like mini trees. As a matter of fact, last year, I ordered a very nice six-foot-tall oh. artificial tree for my apartment. I've never had cool. a tree in yeah? L.A. Oh, never. really? No, right. but I have mine in storage. It'll be going up Friday. Okay, so, yeah, once you get one, keep it for as long as possible. Yeah. Obviously, right now, it's like a hot item. I mean, possibly in the future, this is going to be like the antique that everyone wants to buy. <laughs> like, you lived in the day of Christmas trees? Holy yeah. mother. I just discovered, I think I discovered it, everyone. Rent a tree. No. You could rent a tree. Yes, I just found this. Forever Green Christmas Trees is one. Forever Green Christmas Trees and Love a Christmas Tree. They arrange delivery of a living potted tree in early December. You can then dress it how you like. They collect it again in early February. They're replanted the trees ready for next year. That's cute. That's amazing. But I live in an apartment. I don't want to be dragging all that up and down the steps. They bring it to you. And they bring it to you. I'm not interested Come in on. that. You're well, let me ask you this. Let me, let, no, because I want to ask you this. Do you prefer uh, artificial or real trees? I like a real. I love the smell. Mm-mm. I love the real. See, I used to like real trees, but as I've gotten older and I've seen stories of people bringing their tree home and going to bed and then they all of a sudden hear hear wings flapping because a bat was sleeping in the tree the whole time. Well, no, you and can, all, like there's too many mishaps. The water can bleed through and mess yeah. up your floors. Like I'm an artificial girl. You, I can order the, the pine smell off of Amazon. I, I'm there not you big. go. That's true. And well, also the candles. Before yeah. we go to break, do you like, because uh, I like traditional trees. I like my tree to be green and I like white lights. I don't like multicolored mm. lights. I don't like one of those white trees or blue trees or pink trees or oh. gold trees. Yeah, I'm what not, do you like? I'm not into that. I could do like I could do classic or sometimes go a bit kitschy, like colors. Absolutely I think it's not. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then keep the tree up and then change the lights depending on what you're celebrating. Valentine's that's, Day, that's very Halloween. <laughs> that's very on brand for Shira Lazar, exactly. everyone. My tree will be down by the new year. <laughs> Okay, well, next up, the next celebrity who's going into space. I want to know what you think about this. That's coming up in What's Trending This Hour. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Yes, we are back. It's Shira, but Ryan isn't here. Shar Giselle is filling in right now. We've been having a blast. Holiday talk. Yes, a lot of holiday talk. I'm feeling it. I just can't believe I also can't believe it's the holidays already. Like, the year is... Is here and not here anymore very soon. It's just wild to think <laughs> about. Like Time flew ugh. by. Uh, but more holiday celebrations here on Channel Q. Santa's coming early. Or whatever you believe in. Listen to Channel Q on the Odyssey app to win free weekly gas tank fill-ups. And qualify to win gas for an entire year. That's right, an entire year. Just take us with you anywhere you go on the Odyssey app. And you can also listen at home on your smart speaker. Just ask Siri to play Channel Q. Okay, it's that easy. Come on. You know us. You love us. Just listen to us on the Odyssey app. (laughs) And then you get gas. I used to say gas. Really? Like you say Tuesday? Yeah, I was like, gas. Get your gas. It's gas. 
Is that Canadian? I'm really trying hard. I here. mean, and listen, with the way gas prices are skyrocketing right now, you all may want to follow the Come instructions on. that Shira just laid out for you. Exactly. I wish I could apply. Yes, too bad. <laughs> uh, lots coming up on the show still. Is friend poaching a thing? We're getting more into that in 30 minutes. Plus, the latest celeb who is going to be going to space. That's in the T report in a moment, which are. First, let's get into some what's trending this hour. As we know, we're going through inflation right now, and it's even hit the Dollar Tree. They will increase their baseline price for items from $1 to $1.25. Ooh. Yeah, even hitting the Dollar Tree. But, I mean, that's that's still frustrating, even though it's going up to $1.25. Like, I can remember certain prices. Like, you know, I remember when a bag of chips was $0.25, cents, you know. There? Or in general? Just in general. You get like a small bag of chips for 25 really? cents. Like, yeah. yeah. We used to go after school all mm-hmm. the time. and get You could get two bags for 50 cents, then a little box of lemonade. That was, I mean, lemon heads, excuse me. That was mm. also 25 cents. I love ca- ketchup chips. Everything is so expensive. So, yeah. I mean, it's only a matter of time before Dollar Tree turns into $5 Tree. For real. We're going to say we remembered when. Yep. We knew those times when Dollar Tree We're going to be on VH1 countdowns. Like, actually, back in the day, there was a store (laughs) called Dollar Tree. Commentary. (laughs) Right. Uh, Now, mobs of looters are grabbing goods in California thanks to downgraded shoplifting laws. This is wild. Uh, Governor Gavin Newsom had this to say about uh, increasing police presence at retail stores. You will see an increased presence in and around large retail centers and shopping malls all throughout the Bay. So people uh, see a visible presence as a deterrence. These people need to be held to account. We need to investigate these crimes. We need to break up these crime rings. And we need to make an example out of these folks. Because the impact they're having is in your question. They're not just stealing people's products and impacting their livelihoods they're they're stealing a sense of place and confidence and uh, that was what's trending this hour that was governor gavin newsom again talking about the lootings happening in california and the bay area uh but what's happening in the t-report right now well, it was just announced that Michael Strahan, former NFL player and host of Good Morning America over on ABC, is headed to space. Mm. Now, one of the shocking things for me is uh, today is Robin Roberts' birthday, I believe. But Michael Strahan just celebrated a birthday and he just turned 50. Doesn't he look good? He does. Yeah. Well, he's making history. He will be the tallest person to ever go to space. He's six five. Whoa, that's a whole lot of man child. Uh huh. Well, anyway, he is going. <laughs> he's he's taking off on Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin flight next month on December 9th, which ironically is the same day that and just like that premieres on HBO Max. Oh. I'm trying to loop in all my T reports. Nevertheless. I have to ask you an, a question on ethics, Shira, because uh-huh. the Internet collectively came together to drag Je- Jeff Bezos for kind of blowing his money going to space. But now we have a beloved figurehead like Michael Strahan, who everyone wakes up in the morning yeah. to and has their coffee to, who's now attached himself to Jeff Bezos and is now going to space. What are your thoughts on so here's this? Here's the thing. I think the more this happens, the more normal it's going to get and the cooler we're going to think it is. Like we had our moment of WTF, like whenever something new happens, we post Poke all those holes, right? We, we well, kind of talk about why it shouldn't be happening. Because I mean, of, given all yeah, that's going on on totally. Earth. Totally. I think now that we just like know it's happening and we're like, okay, this isn't going anywhere. 
at this point, yeah, it's just about who, who's going to do it. I think if this was another guy doing it, though, that people didn't like, they would drag it, but because people like Michael Strahan. Yeah. And I don't think he's going to pay for this. This is a media no. opportunity. No. So, I think, so, yeah, I yeah, will be following. I'm sure it'll be documented for Good Morning America. I'm still against it. I don't think as time progresses, I'm going to get with this. Is the, yeah, this is the cool because, thing because there's still so much going on on Earth where that money can be reacclimated to help yeah. everyday people. And I'm not telling totally. Jeff Bezos where to put his coin, but while I'm down here breathing in low quality air in Los Angeles, I don't want to see you having fun in space. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Nothing more to say, really. Yeah, the amount of money they're spending on this just for this little space launch Mm. could uh, help a lot of things. Well, next up, experts are sharing their mental health advice no matter what your holiday looks like. That is next. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. That was a special remix, Constant Craving, fashionably late remix from DJ Tracy Young, you know, Katie Lang's famous single. And DJ Tracy Young just got nominated for a Grammy for that remix. Wow. So congrats to her. We love supporting what she's up to. And actually, she's been on the show before. We got to get her back on. But that was a bit of a, a throwback for me because I used to listen to that song back in the day. <laughs> uh, but let's move on to some more holiday content because it can put a, a, take a toll on our mental health, right? Absolutely. And so we're going to be bringing you some mental health advice right now, really no matter what your holiday looks like. And joining us for that is Hannah Good, a writer for Lily Good on The Washington Post. Thanks for being here. Hi, how are y'all doing? You know, good, excited to travel, get home tomorrow. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people aren't necessarily excited to see their family. It could bring up a lot of triggers mm-hmm. and traumas. 
So uh, what is your take on all this? Like, what should people be looking out for getting into the holiday season? Yeah, so this year is particularly difficult because a lot of people are returning to those bigger gatherings, maybe seeing family members they haven't seen since before the pandemic. And so the best thing to do is to really prepare going into it. You know, I spoke to a lot of mental health experts who said, you know, you can kind of think about what are the things that really get under your skin. Maybe you know you have a relative who always brings up something inappropriate. Maybe you can think ahead of time. You can set some boundaries at the outset. You know, I'm only going to stay for an hour. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, if it's a COVID protocol you're worried about, I'm going to wear a mask the whole time. Uh, and, you know, you really have the right to step away and set boundaries when you need to. And you should do that. Oh, yeah, that's one thing that I'm always so concerned about. Like the older I get, the more apathetic I feel towards the holidays. It's very weird. And it's also deeper than this conversation. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, like someone like me, I have two sisters and I feel like when I go home for the holidays, things are always good until they're not. And then it never really mm. gets back on track. How important is it to like when you're all under the same roof? Right. And like. In my household, my mom and her husband, they have the car. Like, if I need to escape, I'd have to, like, call a cousin or ask to borrow Mm -hmm. the car. And I'm from Chicago. It's snowy. It's a lot going on. So I know that there's different steps that people implement. What should you do if you, like, need a break? If you're uh, most families are all under the same roof. Mm -hmm. Like, do you, like, Mm -hmm. retreat to your room for an hour? Like, what do you do when you need, like, some safe space to reset? Yeah, all of the experts I've been speaking to have said, schedule it in ahead of time. You know, it's it's hard in the moment to get away. Sometimes you can say, uh, I'm, I'm heading out for a walk or I'm going to the kitchen to get a glass of water. You know, you can set those boundaries verbally in the moment. But what really makes it easier if ahead of time you say, you know, I'm I'm going for a run at five o'clock um, at, you know, at noon tomorrow. I need a half hour to myself. And you tell people ahead of time so they know what to expect. Yeah. And then they can honor your boundaries and you can enforce those boundaries and really honor yourself in that. Um, you know, a lot of the experts I spoke to even said, set a timer to kind of hold yourself accountable. since It's so easy to, to let that slip away amid all of the stress. True. I feel like, yeah, when you throw it in in people's faces last minute, like that could create more tension. But if you say leading up to it, Mm. hey, this is the time I need for myself, like it's already there. And that's kind of moves into routines, right? Daily routines. I think we lose Mm. a lot of our routine when we go on vacation or when we head home. And that's like, (laughs) that's a really important part of making you sane. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, so much of us have become so reliant our routine on our routines yeah. during the pandemic it's for so much so many of us it's always had as a method of stability and these holidays are really challenging that and kind of testing our resilience in the face of you know shaking up those routines so even you know if you're off your routine you know scheduling that time for self-care is really important or you can set a goal every day say Uh, I'm going to write in my journal at this time every day. I'm going to exercise at this time. Uh, You can even regiment your holiday tasks. If you're cooking, you can say, okay, I'll spend a half hour on this entree, and then I'll move on to cleaning something else. And then that way you have these kind of micro schedules uh, so that, you know, you feel some semblance of control over over the kind of chaos that can often take over the holidays. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for all of that. We appreciate it. 
Yeah, thank you for having me. Yes. Happy holidays. I feel like I'm saying that to every guest as they say goodbye. But Happy holidays. Everyone deserves that. I was that. about to say, yeah, we're, we're in the holiday <laughs> exactly. season. Exactly. So thank you. Uh, that was Hannah Good, a writer for Lily Good on The Washington Post. And next up, we're talking about friend poaching. What does it mean? And could you be a culprit? That's next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. And we are back. This is Char Jocelle on the airwaves filling in for Ryan Mitchell, the sleigh god, as he's out. I'm here with Shira Lazar. And Shira. Yes. I would like to talk to you about friend poaching. Do you know what that means? So before covering this, I have a sense of what it is when I hear the phrase, but I didn't I mean, yeah, know it's not about, rocket science. But I didn't know about this. I mean... I, I know about it now when we were going to talk about it. Like, I've heard about this vibe happening, but I didn't know it was called had a name. friend poaching. Yeah. Yeah. Which is basically poaching a friend. Okay. It's pretty self-explanatory. Yes. Uh, you could call it poaching friends, but friend poaching sounds cooler. Yeah. Like a trend. So this is what came up on the, uh, is it the talk? I always no, the, real. the real. I the always real. mix it up. The talk is the for real. the more mature crowd over on CBS. <laughs> Shout out to Cheryl Underwood. Yeah, the real. <laughs> they bring up some really interesting topics. So it's like, how do you feel about introducing your friends to each other and then them developing their own friendships and doing their own thing without you? That's called friend poaching. I feel like there's a difference between that and then someone who you feel uses you to meet new people. I feel like that's Ugh. more poaching, right? Where they're like, oh, hang around you. And they're like... That seems somewhat like someone cool. Welcome to L.A. Yeah. Like, but then I feel like I meet a lot of people who are really awesome people. They are either new to L.A. They're going through their own transition. And I'm like, they need to get some friends. I'm not going to be there for every moment of their life. Like, I enjoy introducing people. Well, I, I you know, to me, of course, like most topics, this is nuanced. I'm going to be honest. If I introduced, for example, you and pro- producer Vanessa, and then I look on your Instagram story and I see you all hanging out, I'm going to feel some type of way. I can't mm, even lie. Yeah. I'm going to feel some type of way like, dang, my phone didn't ring. Why wasn't I invited? And I think that also matters, right? Like, it's like, yeah. oh, if Char was out of town, it makes sense. But if Char's in town, why didn't my phone ring? And I also think it's a it's a timeline thing. Like, if, if I introduce a friend to someone and then a week later, it's just them two hanging out, I'm going to feel some type of way. Six months later, I'm not. Because I, we've been around each other a few times yeah. and you all have developed separate interests and things like that. So I don't know. I'm kind of... I don't know if that makes me sound like uh, childish or whatever, but I'm being honest. I would feel it's not jealousy, but I'd feel like, huh, what's this about? And like I said, why didn't my phone ring? I'd feel entitled to that because I'm the bridge. (laughs) I'm the bridge. (laughs) And you all are out having drinks in Beverly Hills and no one called me. No one invited me. That would hurt my feelings. Yeah, I I think there is something to be said about if you have a friend group. And then people just start doing their own thing without you, definitely feeling not included. And like, at least it's more about the idea of you getting invited, even if you're going to choose not to be there. But then I do think about all the parties I've had and gatherings and my gatherings have been known to like introduce people where years later people are like, wait, I'm like, I'm like, how did you meet each other? And Mm -hmm. they go through you. We met at your birthday. That's a bit different. That's very different. Then if you're, you're like just a few of you hanging out. And then they start going off and doing their own thing. Yeah, that's very different. Yeah. So. But I, I think that you could really help someone. Again, it's hard to make friends. It it could be a nice, your way of giving back. I don't think it's hard to make friends. <laughs> For a lot of people it is, including as you get older. 
Uh, well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I think I still make friends pretty easily, though, personally. But always remember, if you're gonna go off and have your own friendship, invite the friend that put it together, unless they're really, I and guess, I also uh, not think a cool friend. Key, I also think the key is to know people at their foundation. If you are befriending people, if you're having shallow interactions, you're gonna garner shallow results. So if mm. you're only befriending people based on their social status or yeah. where they are professionally, this is for all you Los Angeles people listening. It's you're not. It's not gonna get any in, in, very far. You need to really befriend solid good people no matter what they do or what their contribution is to the industry and all that nonsense and i feel like that's where a lot of people fall short and that's why a lot of people are friendless because they don't have good intentions going into the friendship okay it's all how they can benefit instead of how can we mutually love and grow as friends Hey, you said it. All right. Well, I've seen it a million and one times. Yeah, I'm just a lot saying. of us have. <laughs> Next up, the Urban Dictionary name trend and what your name might actually mean. I'm excited for this because I've seen <laughs> it. I haven't figured out what my name means. We're going to get into it after this. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. There is a new trend on Instagram. It involves Urban Dictionary and finding your name on Urban Dictionary and then it reveals what your name really means. People Which are sharing Which is so interesting that. because yeah. there's nothing negative. I think that's why everyone's enjoying it because no one's name is like a negative, you know? Well, didn't no Ryan searched his name didn't say? Uh, didn't you see what he tweeted? Today? Oh, he has a bad attitude or something. It says something <laughs> like he can be mean. Hold on, let me look up Ryan's because I looked up mine too. Yeah, yours was good. Mine is just one sentence. It's short and sweet, like my four-letter name. So Ryan says, "A guy that will randomly appear in your life. It's unexpected. He'll make you instantly like him. He has a big heart, but seems to have an a-hole personality <laughs> towards specific people." <laughs> At the end. It's a joke to make you laugh. He's not a silent person and would rather make you laugh than cry. He's a shoulder that you can depend on, so never be afraid to message him. He enjoys late night calls, which he does. I have been on FaceTime with Ryan for hours um, and would put his friends before himself. He's a person that you... I'm sorry, I have a cough drop in my mouth. Oh, no. But he's a person that you would regret letting go. If you ever grow feelings for Ryan, never lose those. Oh, okay. That's nice. He's a little slow at getting the hint <laughs> if you have feelings for him. So it's better. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so it's better to see how it goes. He's a great friend and he could be a great boyfriend. Congratulations, Ryan. Ryan I Mitchell. I feel like that's Ryan. Uh, Ryan isn't here as you hear. Shar is filling in. Yeah. But we thought it would be fun to read that because I did notice it from both of you when you posted it. And yours, what, it means goddess or something? So mine says, when you type Char into Urban Dictionary, mine says that I am a goddess. Hello. And a genius. It says Char is a genius and a goddess with a nice derriere. That's what I'll say for on air. And I said, you know what? While everybody's getting these paragraphs, these elaborate paragraphs, mine is one sentence. And I can make it even more accurate. So mine is, and I kind of knew this, Shira does uh, stand for song or poem in Hebrew. It actually, it's not Urban Dictionary, it actually does that. Uh, They are the best (laughs) friends anyone can have, loyal and sweet, funny even if no one else understands her humor. (laughs) That is very on brand Can light up the room, smart and artistic. Shira's care about their grades and doing the right thing. Shira's listen to their parents, a rare quality. That's sometimes true. Keeps promises, tells, uh, keep promises, tells secrets and stay loyal no matter the distance. 
So you be running your mouth. Yeah, Shira. what does that mean? Shira's all right, well, so Shira can't hold keep water. Keep promises but then tell secrets. <laughs> you keep your promises but you can't hold water and you have a very unique uh, oh. sense of humor because there's been plenty of times you've yeah, uh, that's true. dropped a joke in here and I've just been giving oh, yeah. you the blank stare. Yep. Now I keep true. trying to pull up producer Vanessa's but mine it's not opening. It's saying this page isn't working. Can you get producer Vanessa's? Pro- sorry producer Vanessa. Yeah, it's not working. It's not that allowed. happened wasn't to meant me to be. yesterday. It's Weird. because there's a lot of Vanessas trying to find out oh, what their maybe. name means. But I read it and it's something beautiful. Don't worry. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So when I first, when it comes up, when you first type it in, I can see the first sentence. It says, "An absolute gorgeous oh, woman whose wrong. smile lights up your day. She does. She's not charismatic wrong. and the life of the party. That's oh. all I can see." So congratulations. And they're not wrong. Okay. Vanessa, <laughs> take it. This is a trend, but it'll be a short-lived one. Yeah. This one won't go into Thanksgiving. Like, no. it, it'll probably end today. But when you all get a chance listening, look up your name. Go to UrbanDictionary.com and look up your name and tell me what you see. Yeah, at LGT Show on social media, if there's any fun ones you want to share. Well, next up, updates on the Kevin Spacey harassment suit. I thought this was over, but it continues. That and more next on What's Trending This Hour. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Yes, we are back. It is Shira. Ryan is out, but Sharjah is filling in on the mic here in the studio. Oh, yes. Yes. Home stretch. Exactly. It's been a a good day. It has. And we've got more music coming up here on Channel Q. So stick around with us as well as more show. In a moment, we're going to be talking about Kevin Spacey's settlement for his alleged sexual harassment. Ooh, It's a big payday. 
not for him, for the other people. Yeah, he's a disgraced actor at this point. Well, former actor. Yeah, that's in the tear report in a moment. And we're going to be talking about the problematic nature of Gaydar or Wishdar. That's in 15 minutes. I didn't even know Wishdar was a thing. <laughs> hey, we're going to talk about it. You know... <laughs> Yeah, it's something about that term that sounds a little bit predatory to me, but we'll talk, like you said, we'll talk about it. Exactly. Right now, let's get into some what's trending this hour. An Iowa law that prohibits Medicaid coverage for sex reassignment surgeries for transgender residents violates state law and the state constitution, according to a judge that ruled that decision yesterday, actually. This is actually a very big victory. Uh, Judge William Kelly ordered the Iowa Department of Human Services to provide coverage for sex reassignment surgeries when ordered to treat gender dysphoria. And at least nine states across the U.S. explicitly exclude gender-affirming care and Medicaid coverage, while 24 states and Washington, D.C. explicitly include this type of care. And the ruling is a victory for Aiden Vasquez and Mika Covington, two Iowans represented by the ACLU of Iowa. Nice. I should point out that linguistically, sex reassignment is a bit of a dated term. Now people say gender confirmation surgery. Okay. Yes, that is good to know because still, um, as, as NBCNews.com reported, they have written this. So, yes. Well, no, I know, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know, but that's, but that's good to know because I think a lot of media even covering this aren't necessarily doing the right thing. Well, I hope it's updated in the AP style book. I don't know. Do journalists still even use the AP style book? Like, I use that in undergrad. I still have a copy. I think it's one of those things that it's either that or GLAAD sometimes will work with news organizations and the yes, media I'm to aware. discuss these mm-hmm. things. So I wonder what is happening, but thank you for that They need to merge, of course. Um, now, really sad news. A daughter of black civil rights activist Malcolm X, Malika Shabazz, died Monday. That's according to the NYPD. Shabazz, who was 56, was found unconscious by her daughter at her home in Brooklyn. And police said the death appeared to be due to natural causes. Mm. So terrible. I believe she was a twin, too. She's one of oh. his uh, youngest daughters. And so, yeah, we know that Malcolm X was, you know, assassinated at 39. And I believe that the movie is still streaming on Netflix starring Denzel Washington. It's a Spike Lee joint. Check it out when you get a chance. Oh, yeah. You learn a lot about Malcolm X. Good to watch over this holiday when you have some time. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we've got a new study coming out from the medical journal JAMA Network Open. And so they've discovered that while social media has been widely linked to anxiety and depression in teenagers, new evidence suggests that platforms like TikTok and Instagram can lead uh, or leave middle-aged adults feeling sad, too. Really? Yep. Which isn't surprising. Like, I feel like it's a pretty universal thing. If something is going to make a younger person sad or depressed like i mean maybe it changes as you get older but possibly not but i'm saying why what's the difference in apps because sometimes instagram makes me depressed but tiktok wouldn't have any effect on me watching kids flail their arms around and dance to songs and do little challenges that wouldn't have any effect on me you think i mean i laugh a lot but yeah, I wonder. I want to know the the science behind why TikTok would be a source of Thanks. of uncomfortability or depression for middle aged adults. Maybe if you're creating too, or you have a business, you look on. Oh it and you're yeah, like, well, I, I mean, feel the pressures of keeping up with like, the social. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news, Shar? 
Well, this hour's tea report, Kevin Spacey has been ordered to pay almost $31 million to the production company who made House of Cards. Now, House of Cards, I never watched the show, did you? Way back, like the first few seasons. Maybe it was the first a huge two. hit, yeah. and I know they have a spinoff, but for those of you who are unfamiliar, it's a Netflix drama in which Kevin Spacey once starred in, and then, you know, they removed him in the wake of the Me Too movement. Last year, an arbitrator ruled Spacey and his production companies must pay $29.5 million Ooh. in damages to the House of Cards production company MRC, as well as $1.2 million in legal fees and $235,000 in other costs. This is according to Variety. Spacey had been accused of sexually harassing and assaulting members of the show's production team, and Spacey was suspended from the show, like I mentioned during its final season. Now, we should remember around the time Spacey came out to uh, deny these allegations, he also publicly came out as gay for the first time. Um, he's an award-winning actor. He's in it for what it's worth. He's won an Academy Award, Unusual Suspects in 1995. He starred in LA Confidential, American Beauty, which is a movie movies. that still American Beauty freaks me out. It is a weird it's very and Mina Savar, is that who starred in it? Mina, yeah, I believe that, yeah. She was just on Tamron Hall's show a few weeks ago, and she talked about, you know, she went through a lot as far as substance abuse and, uh-huh. and sexual abuse and things like that. So it was interesting that she was positioned to be starring in that movie. But she, she mentioned something about Kevin Spacey, because I believe she released a memoir that's on store, on bookshelves now. But, yeah, that's what hmm. the latest on Kevin Spacey. Do you think he'll get another chance in Hollywood? I mean, having paid that much, he's a liability probably for a lot of people. Mm, but do you so, think yeah. he'll get another He already chance? got. I think we announced he had done a, a movie oh, last yeah, but that year. That was like overseas, right? Yeah. It was only like the released in Germany. Folks will maybe give him a shot. <laughs> I think Americans will too. Give I think it give it years. another five years. Yeah, give it a few years. Right? Kevin Spacey will be back. That's okay. the T report. Well, guess what, everyone? Sandra's coming early. We want to give you a shot at winning something very cool from Channel Q. If you listen to Channel Q on the Odyssey app to win... F- you can actually win free weekly gas tank Phillips and qualify to win gas for an entire year. That's right, an entire year. Just take us with you anywhere you go on the Odyssey app. Literally, just go to the Odyssey app and that's where you can listen to us. Channel Q, gas for an entire year. What a great gift for yourself this holiday season. And next up on the show, we're going to be talking about Gaydar, our wish dar, and why it's so problematic, and why Sean Mendes is getting looped into all of this. Child, he can't escape it. Yeah, that's next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Okay, so we know pop star Sean Mendes and Camila Cabello announced last week that they're ending their relationship, but it seemed to have impacted the LGBTQ universe, or at least gay Twitter, because people were posting memes about their breakup and just talking about uh, the rumors about it. Mendez's sexuality and kind of bring up the idea of gaydar, right? Or wishdar, which is wishing someone is gay. Which is highly problematic. And I should mention that this was only a topic of conversations within certain pockets of gay Twitter. Not all of, of, course. of, of gay Twitter that I noticed. Um, so yeah, like you mentioned, they broke up. And this is something that has um, kind of followed Sean throughout the duration of his entire career. And he's not the only one to 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 have this happen to him. We've seen it happen. You know, there's been jokes of Oprah and Gail, Tom Cruise, you know, um, it's happened to him. One influencer 
posted a, a tweet that said, are some of the Sean Mendes gay jokes funny? Yes. Do they also remind me of that unspeakably awful gut punch feeling I'd get when I was closeted and mm. someone told me I was gay because I let my ma- I let the mask slip and acted feminine for one whole second? Also, yes. That's Matt Bernstein. That's what he wrote on Twitter. I should also mention that Mendez commented on Dax Shepard's podcast, Armchair Expert, last year. He said, you want to say I'm not gay, but it would be fine if I was gay. Yeah, but also, yeah. there's nothing wrong with being gay, but I'm not. <laughs> it's like, what do you need to do? And also, like, he says it's get, frustrating. Out, get out of my business. It's it, none of your business. Well, when you're a celebrity, you know, yeah, know. It's, it's fair game. But it's like, yeah, but that could be really annoying. Like when you're well, trying to always prove your sexuality. Sean Mendez went weird. on record and said that it's very frustrating. And I think that it's also it's interest it's an interesting take because a lot of conversations in the LGBT community revolve around respecting people's autonomy uh-huh. and how people identify. And you know, like Matt Bernstein pointed out, like I get that it's just jokes, but maybe for Sean Mendez it's not just jokes. Like he mentioned, there's nothing wrong with being gay, but if he says that he is straight, you all need to respect that because some of the jokes are wildly inappropriate. Yeah, it's almost like that could be somewhat harassment, or well, for also sure. like and and not being consensual in many ways, and for sure. that goes against everything that any of us want to represent. Well, yeah, uh, right. We, but we then, would hope. We would hope. <laughs> we would. But hope. then it's like interesting <laughs> how there is that line where you could say like, "Oh, I'm all about consent. Like, I don't want to pressure people. We respect like, people's respect autonomy that. and but, their right to self-identify. But, yeah, and then and and." Then how quickly we can make a joke about someone's sexuality or how they appear, right? Right. Or like, are they really telling the truth? I want to know where these jokes were birthed from because I don't follow Sean Mendez. Um, I get that he's a very smooth looking, a, a very smooth skinned, you know, tall man with yeah. a guitar. But when I first saw him, I didn't read gay. Like, and I think I got a pretty good gaydar, but I want to know, did he do something? Like, how, how was this birth? No. Well, I think that. He was never really publicly with anyone for a long time. You know what I mean? Like he he wasn't He's like dating a, a lot. <laughs> yeah, like and because of that, there was this feeling of like a, a question. I mean, I wasn't a big Sean Mendes fan, but it like it's all the typical cliche things of like because he didn't typically represent his, himself u- uber masculine, right? Mm. Like or. Uh, and he would write love songs, right? And like in his oh, music so videos. Oh, so now you're soft because you're talking no, about love. No, I don't love. think that. Like, I think he he did, but he didn't mention about any of his own personal experiences. It felt like so. so was, it was it ambiguous? It he felt was, ambiguous. He was not saying girl in the love song. No, it, was it more just so still just felt to a person. No, it was about girl, but like it felt ambiguous because you're like, but who are you talking about? Like you've never you've been very public for many years and yet we haven't seen you date. We're not seeing you party with a girl. We're not seeing any rumors of you being with anyone. Like I think Camilla was the first person. I mean, producer Vanessa, I feel like Sean Mendes is like your age group. Maybe he came up in your time, but like, did you, Sean Mendes is like what? Maybe 21. I am 30. I just look really young. Well, where's Ryan when you need him? We need the youngin generation. Yeah, I'm old, Shira. Oh, okay, I forget. <laughs> Wait, how old is this boy? Um, I think he's like 24, maybe. Yeah. I'm, oh, he's 23. August 8th, 1998. He actually came up as a YouTuber. He was like a okay. YouTuber and then got discovered. So yeah, because of that, like a lot of people brought. But I still up. don't see. Like I said, I, I, I still don't. Know. I think that that's odd, and I think that that stereotype, and how, yeah, how that harmful presents. stereotype, totally. really goes with older people. Like I can see if Sean Mendez, we were introduced to him at twenty, and now he's now forty-five, releasing an album and has never been linked to a woman. But he's twenty-three. <laughs> I know. He's twenty-three. It's like, so what do you stupid. all expect? 
But yeah, I just wanted to know the origins of that. But I do think, I mean, there's nothing wrong with Gaydar, I don't think. But I think that Wishdar is when you get into some problematic ter- territory because it sounds like it could be leaning towards a predatory type thing. It's one thing to be attracted to someone. It's one thing to wish that someone was one thing. But I just think that some of the com- some of the social commentary I've seen regarding this new term of Wishdar is, is a bit creepy. Wish dark. And I stand by that. It's like, yeah, seeing someone, like, if I saw someone was gay and I was like, ooh, I wish, though, they were straight. Which, by the way, straight people do this a lot, too. Right. But it's one thing and to I say it once. I think it's wrong. It's like, yeah, there's, a, like, once and then constantly. And then to constantly oh, yeah. kind of, it gets a little creepy. Like, move mm-hmm. on. Or find, I'm pretty sure there's plenty of gay men that have a Sean Mendes affectation. Go find them. Leave Sean alone and go exactly. find them and, and link up with them. But I just, I think that some of the verbiage, I don't want us to get too far off the tracks and lost in the sauce because then what it does is it it kind of counteracts everything that people are kind of fighting for totally. so to speak that's why we bring it up right here on let's go there well next up the latest kids toy that people are freaking out about and i i want to know we'll be discussing if it is problematic and dystopian that's next Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Okay, as we all know, there's the Peloton, right? Um, it's $14.95. It's pretty expensive. $39 monthly dollars. A lot of people have it. But now someone, some company, decided to create a kid's version of the Peloton. So that they oh, could so it's not the official Peloton company that did this? It's a it's no, a separate it's, entity. Yeah, no, it's little tykes. They created right. the Peloton. Not Peloton, Pelican, Explore and Fit Cycle Ride On. So oh, literally, you can have your your little kid, uh, and it, what ages is it? Oh, it's, it's like, branded. It's titled the Pelican. Pelican. I see. It's a, Sorry, I wasn't pronouncing it's a, it right. It's Pelican, like Pelican. The bike. It's a stationary bike for three to seven year olds. Yes, and even so, has a screen for watching videos, exactly. just like the adult version. And I always find these kind of creepy when they have like kids' versions of like a cell phone or a laptop, where it's like real but fake and then they're just like do do what you're doing like i get it and now see with cell phones and things i don't i do not mind when it's a kid's version because uh, in today's age you know you need to keep up with your kids but they don't need access necessarily to the world wide web so you think it's just enough to give them a a chunk of plastic they could put against their ear like well no certain phones (laughs) certain phones that are geared towards kids have it where you can only like dial you know you can pre-program numbers you can dial mommy Mm -hmm. daddy and grandma Mm-hmm. Which is, listen, the, the crazy is out here, okay? And it's looking for the kids sometimes. So. Oh, yeah. And and this is something, oh, my God, there's the video I'm watching right now on Target. By the way, it's like $150 or something. It's on sale right now. And they actually have a video with Trainer Alex. This is like this this older chick. I mean, she's like probably in her 20s chick? or 30s. Who are a you? woman. Uh, <laughs> and literally the video is like she's like a Peloton trainer. So they literally, it makes it so the kids feel like they're copying you. So here's the thing. Is it creepy? A lot of people feel like it's dystopian and weird. It is. Yeah. At the same time, you know what? As as parents, you are literally like needing something to entertain your kids. And wait, the video has you learning about cows. So you go on a ride through the farm. Okay, You're learning about so cows that are mooing. I want to know how many people gave their Pelotons back, right? Because I know that everybody bought them during the pandemic. But like someone, can, someone like me... I can't exercise at home. Like now in 2021, I have to leave my apartment. Like 
the thought of riding a bike, a stationary bike in my living room literally makes me just want to curl over. What I do want to say, what I think is toxic about this is it's one thing to give your child a bike. It's another thing to give your child a stationary bike because a lot of stationary bikes uh-huh. and a lot of the culture around it is rooted in fat phobia. So you're not just riding for fun. The The goal is typically to lose weight, to get in shape. And I don't I don't know if that's proper programming well, to give your three to seven year old. Here's my take personally. On it. Um, here's my take on it. I do think, uh, and by the way, it's $140, not $150. i am bad. I'm a bad Vanna White. But I, I do think act, be, being active is really important for adults and kids, all people. I think like we're seeing higher rates of obesity, heart disease, like we've never seen before. And I think with social we'll media stop and all the stuff. taking your kids to the drive-thru, like Salt right. Lake City well, there's, a bu- there's a bunch of different things. I think that if we create some things to do together that kids could be more active, if you're not... D- if you're not connecting it to losing weight, but you're that's saying, what like, it is, Shira. But, but, but then we it, need to create when, that's a story. When it becomes, that's we when have it, to be like it's more about let's be healthy, not lose weight. So how do you create that story differently? Like I think that this could be a fun way to get them to be on their iPad for hours, which isn't necessarily healthy, and then also say, and guess what? While you're on your iPad, you can do this with mom, and we could do it together. And that to me is what adds to the dystopian conversation because all of this marketing and messaging is insidious in that way. If we're keeping it a hundred percent on let's go there, a lot of conversations wrapped in health are steeped and rooted in fat phobia, and that is real. But then. So I agree with being yeah. active, but that's what like playgrounds are for. Maybe well, I don't think it's one or the other. I think listen, but if it's raining and Mama is working inside okay. for five hours, you might not be going to the playground that's that fair. day. All I know is if I I just do not agree with a, ch- a child having a stationary bike. I just I don't. I'd rather you ride. Your, I'd rather put my car in the driveway and let you ride your actual bicycle in circles around the garage. Ooh, that's cute. Than to get a stationary bike with the iPad and a fitness instructor telling you <laughs> to ride because I think that that oh. starts a slippery slope. And then you also have to factor in that these kids now have social media, so they're going to reach a certain age where all this video editing and photo editing, they're going to start comparing their bodies and I just think it's a slippery slope that may lead to to more detrimental things like eating disorders and all different types of, of debauchery um, yeah so, so we can agree to way, disagree the reviews are like <laughs> purchase a real exercise bike instead poor quality bad design beware absolutely horrible product okay so heads up you might not want to buy the the pelican I mean, it's up to you I'm not telling you how to parent I'm just letting you know what you may have to deal it's with when like that child is 16 <laughs> Ah, a lot of food for that there, literally, literally and figuratively. Okay, well, next up, I'm speaking of food. People are sharing the cheap but glorious foods they shamelessly can't resist. <laughs> We're going to get into that next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. So, Shira, yesterday... Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, everyone, I'm Shara Jocelle filling in for Ryan Mitchell yes. here on Let's Go There. Uh-huh. So yesterday I came across a really, really fun article about food elitism, if you will. Mm-hmm. These are people... And and items that people love, food items that they shamelessly love, like top ramen. They love Taco Bell and they are making no apologies for it. So there's a comprehensive list here. And I'd also love to know what foods do you shamelessly still love that might be considered, mm. I guess, a little bit taboo now that we're older. Yeah, or like gross. It's kind of like like watching reality shows, right? In like, what way, what you like? Meaning, like, uh, like the trashy indul- shows? Yeah, like the, what you indulge in that, like, you don't want to reveal. What's a, what's that word? 
There's a saying. Oh, like a guilty, guilty pleasure. pleasure. Yes. I feel like there's guilty pleasure foods where, like, for me, I love watermelon candies. Like, where I'm, it's kind of a, yeah, it's a guilty pleasure food. I don't think it's questionable, but, like, I think chewy candies, like, I feel like as you get older, you're like, if you're a candy, you could just, I could just eat a whole thing of candy. And I'm like, this probably isn't really good for me. Well, I find also with candy, people get really tribal as they get older. It's either like, I'm all chocolate Kit Kat Snickers, yeah. or I'm either all like Lifesavers and, and Sour Patch Ooh. Kids. But very rarely do people like love both. It's like your taste buds shift in one gear or the other. Yeah, I'm definitely a Sour Patch Kids type of person. Me too. So yeah, I, on this list, I mean... I'm a ramen person. These days I've been doing a lot of creative ramen. So I don't feel like that's that bad. Like I need to be embarrassed by ramen. But I think that this list pertains to just flat all all out, you know, with the seasoning packet in it. Here it is. Here it is. Uh, Like I will just be eating like beans out of a can. Oh, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. What are you? Are like, you camping? What's the the type of bean that's like you that you get? Not well, I do the Pinto. chili. Um, the beans that are like cru- that mashed beans that they have refried like ma- beans? refried. I will eat refried beans out of the can. I've no, done it before. Ma'am. It does say. All right, I must be honest. When I'm really hungry. Stank. It will. It has a bit of like an animal cat, cat food vibe. Like yeah. every time I eat it, because sometimes I'll just be so hungry and it's like the only thing in my. Why don't you ever think to throw kitchen. it in the pan with a little bit of butter and some seasoning? You know what? It only takes five seconds You're to right. warm up re- right. refried beans. Like um, it's not that difficult. Another thing on this, which. I don't. I get why it's maybe looked at as bad. Is the store bought canned salsa like the Tostitos, which it's always like super cheap, but like kind of a go to if you have no other choice or you're yeah. like in the middle of nowhere. What I will say is I'm not much of a Tostitos girl, but I love me some paste chunky salsa in hot. I'm not really mild or medium girl. I like the hot. I, that, that's comfort for me. One that really threw me off is someone said gas station hot dogs. They yeah, went on to say, weird. I stayed away from them during the pandemic, mm-hmm. and they were one of my favorite things I missed the most. There's nothing like one of those cheap, meaty hot dogs Ooh. with ketchup and relish. Gross. I just think about how they're they're spinning in that greasy heat lamp all day. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't, I can't do it. No, no offense to those who uh, do that. I don't get why microwave popcorn. I guess, like... It does have a lot of artificial butter and all that, but you can get usually like uh, micro popcorn, like more healthy versions these days. Well, I'm a bit of a popcorn snob, and I make my popcorn on the stove top, and I Look season it wow. myself. Holy yeah, mother. I don't like it's something about that bag and getting butter on your knuckles. I, know, I don't like the taste. Comforting about like let's just throw it in the microwave and then like have it and then throw it and then you throw it in the bowl. What I didn't on this list. Which I don't get because I have a huge uh, bottle of this in my fridge right now. Minced garlic. You know what? I get it. Like people who Everybody wants to be artisanal and do Like garlic. But you know what? When I'm just throwing it on the stove and I don't have time to like cut it up in little pieces and do that whole thing. I will throw in that minced garlic oh, and too. it works like a charm. Another or one that for, I, Or for dressing, by the way. Minced another garlic. one that I noticed, I mean, I love the shaved, like I've, I've been to Olive Garden, I love the shaved fresh Parmesan, but guess what? I have no beef with the Parmesan that comes, the craft that comes in that green can and it's just white dust over your food. I don't mind it's that Parmesan gross. cheese. I don't mind it. I like that it's one. It's kind of gross. Like it's my last resort. Okay, but you eat ketchup chips, Miss Canada. You know what? Those are good, and they are special. There's also Kraft macaroni and cheese. I'm not a fan of that, but a lot of once people gone, like it. Once again, anything will work if I have, you know, if I'm drunk enough. Like I'll be like, yeah, bring on that mac and cheese. <laughs> See, I'll find myself in a drive-through on those nights. I'm Just not really saying. cooking anything, but yeah, some of these were 
were considered normal to me. And what do you feel about, really quickly, because we got to go to break, mm-hmm. about people who are like restaurant snobs? Like, I've seen a lot of discussion online about like people kind of shaming chilies. I love it. A honey chipotle chicken crisper oh, and corn no. on the cob and a margarita. I love uh, Cheesecake um, Factory. You know what? I, no I, shame in my game. I've not been as much into those. Like, I did like way, way back in the day some Cheesecake Factory. But, like, my thing when I, when I was eating kind of uh, worse, maybe. Not to shame in that way, but I was about definitely. To say, excuse me? <laughs> definitely, no. Cheesecake Meaning, Factory got a, a menu that's no, 180 pages no, long, including vegan items. I know. Now. That's why I don't hate. No, I would go <laughs> through the McDonald's drive through and get their McFlurries and fries. Oh, you're one of you're just like Ryan, where you dip your fries in the ice no, cream. No, I just like the salty and the sweet. Okay, I fair. wouldn't even dip it because I'm I'm not a dipper. You know, people do that with Wendy's Frosties. That, no, yuck! I don't I, do that. When I was having a bad day, a McFlurry would always make it better. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan, Channel Q. We're wrapping up the shows we always do with our Yaz Queen of the Day. Yes, Queen. Uh, I'm well, no Ryan, but I try. <laughs> no, you do good. <laughs> uh, there's this dad who has handed out free Thanksgiving dinners for 44 years. This is amazing. Marty Rogers has lived in the Bronx uh, all of his 66 years, 66 years young. And now his community has dubbed him Mayor Marty and St. Marty. That's because he has this annual Thanksgiving dinner at the local church. And it's a yearly event for more than four decades. He told today... Um, which is, you know, today's show. Um, in 1977, there was a senior center in the church hall. And so a crew of us who were involved in the church said, why don't we try to talk to the center and say, could we ever open it up on Thanksgiving Day? So they've done it every year in a row at this point, And they've served senior citizens. But now they expand are expanding to include people experiencing homelessness. That's and beautiful. so, yeah, we want to give a shout out to Marty Rogers. And all those people really go out of, out of their way during the holidays to help those in need because so many people don't have anyone and and then also don't have food or a way to celebrate. And you reading this story made me think of another way Jeff Bezos could be spending his money instead (laughs) of making trips to space. Because people are suffering. We're still in a pandemic. People are hungry. People are being evicted. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, I'm not telling him what to do with his money, but instead of, you know, there's a lot of people that could be helping. And I just hope everyone has a safe, happy and healthy holiday season because it's rough out here and even rougher with the pandemic being present. Definitely. Well, that's our Yes Queen of the Day. Yes, Queen. Which is like, (laughs) this was inspiring. And then, of course, the message is inspiring, but yet. Hope I bring hope to all of us. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, that also does it for our show today. But we are back. Uh, you know, we're going to be here actually on Channel Q all week long with you. We got music. We've got best of shows. So hang out with us. We're here for you. And we are back live again on Monday next week. Coming back from the holidays. If you miss any of our shows or interviews, we post everything as a podcast. Just go to the Odyssey app. Search "Let's Go There with Cheer and Ryan," and that's about it. You know catch up on our shows over the break i think that's a lot of fun or just subscribe so you can keep up with them i want to say thank you to so uh so much to char giselle thank you shira lazar it's been fun full name it's been fun we love having you at char says so on social media everywhere follow her and you'll be coming back in and out throughout december yeah i'll be here next week too for a few days so exactly (laughs) and that's basically it. I have nothing more to say. Just sending love to all of you. I'm so grateful for all of you who listen. And I, I love hearing from you. So you could always hit us up on social media at LGT Show. I'm at Shira Lazar. Have a great Thanksgiving or whatever you celebrate. Now stick around for Loveline with Dr. Chris right after this, where he's talking about the benefits of crying. Okay, that's next.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.